Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Speak Clear Initiative. We're an informative entertainment podcast on all things culture, philosophy, entertainment, and current affairs. Today, we will be talking about dopamine detox, screen time, and life decisions. So yeah, guys. Uh, do you do you guys have any opening thoughts on uh, on 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 dopamine detox? Do you guys have any idea? Let, let's start with what is dopamine. So um, dopamine is, from my understanding, it's the chemical that gets released when the process, like it starts off the process of pleasure. So when you have something pleasurable, attain something pleasurable. Um, the next time you start the process, so for example, you're driving down a road and you see a sign for a burger shop, you know, your brain is going to remember, oh, burgers, you know, we like burgers. So that's what's going to trigger the dopamine. So yeah, dopamine is like the beginning of uh, it. It's what triggers the reward circuit in the brain. Yeah, it, it's the uh, neurotransmitter that controls your wants and desires. It's unlike what people think. It's directly related to uh, your likings or pleasures. It's uh, it's your wants and desires. Yeah, so that's when we say detox. It means like I'm trying to resist whatever I like to have control. I think uh, what people uh, what ha- what many of the misconceptions that people may have is uh that um dopamine you know you get the dopamine rush after you attain the pressure you know the desire or the pleasure but actually in just anticipating it you, you get dopamine as well yeah it's before exactly it's before getting the pleasure yeah that's why i said it starts the process <laughs> yeah true yeah According to the definition of it, 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 it right basically it says that dopamine is a type of a neurotransmitter. Um, what it does is it makes the um, process of sending messages between your nerve cells uh, smoother, right? So uh, it plays a role in how we feel pleasure, not pleasure itself. And what happens in that um, in that regard is the more dopamine you have the more uh, effectively and more efficiently you feel pleasure. The less dopamine you have, the less effective and the less efficient you feel pleasure. Mm-hmm. So certain activities uh, trigger more dopamine, some activities trigger less dopamine. And yeah, it's basically, um, it's, it's, that's what it is. Uh, and yeah, so w- w- why do you think um, when you have too much dopamine, what's wrong with that? What do you think is wrong with having too much dopamine? It becomes difficult to enjoy enjoy things like uh, on a on a sustainable level. So that's why, for example, with addictions, you know, after some time, you need more because the sa- doing the same thing is not providing you with the same hit. So you need more. So you lose neurotransmitters. Um, so your brain needs more dopamine to feel the same effect. 
um, and then it just goes into an unhealthy kind of cycle where you're just increasing and increasing and increasing with like for example if it's a drug addiction like the substance you're taking because you're not feeling the rush anymore um so yeah it's like your body um builds some kind of tolerance so like the more you get the less effect it has on you yeah because you lose you lose uh dopamine receptors the more dopamine you you like that's released you lose dopamine receptors so that's why it becomes harder for you to get the same hit because you've got less receptors i think it goes with normal things as well like aside from drugs like something like uh smoking or uh coffee or even even like addict get i think some people have it um uh being addicted to going to the gym yeah 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 a- anything oh. can anything can really inspire into an addiction really um yeah. so yeah unless you're like thrown in some situations where you cut off from your uh, pleasures you kind of feel uh, withdrawal symptoms like you're not feeling yeah. yourself or that's you're very moody that's interesting what kind mm. of withdrawal symptoms i mean that depends on the intensity so something like drugs i haven't experienced it myself but the only kind of withdrawal symptoms i've i've experienced is from coffee that's when i'm you know i'm out of it for for like a week or so and i haven't feeling myself for you know for the entire week i've been sleepy uh, headaches um even brain fog so it depends i mean coffee is not that in, as intense as something like uh, you know doing drugs but yeah like i said that depends on how intense like how high um, your dopamine is are you are you referring to the fasting period because i've been through that yeah fa- fasting period uh, like a dopamine uh, fasting uh, another other time just as well when i'm out of coffee yeah i was asking yeah, I was asking, um, are you referring to the fasting period in Ramadan? Is this the time? I think it's one of the times. Yes, I'm yeah. referring to to that and and Ooh. other times where um, where I, I I was cut out of coffee. I mean that time especially in Ramadan, uh, I just felt fatigue the entire day, like for a whole month. Wow. Mm. So yeah, even even yeah. like it's it's counterintuitive to after um, after the fasting. Uh, if I let's say if I were to drink cop, coffee, I, w- I wouldn't be able to sleep. And obviously, I cannot uh, ruin my sleep cycle because I have stuff to do in, during the day. So yeah, it it took a, it, that's that's withdrawal symptoms. If so I'm, is your your coffee consume usually that high? That like. How much coffee do you drink? <laughs> Two cups a day. <laughs> I think that's is that not not normal? Like that uh, that's that's normal, but y- you know, Yo, but depends it, depends how big the cup is. It, it's a mug, <laughs> like two mugs, two mugs, <laughs> two mugs. You know that doesn't it, it cups, mugs, bowls. They all mean the same to me. How big are they? Uh, you know, at at this point, you, I'm I'm looking for an answer in uh, in liters or, or milliliters. Uh, 
I can tell you how many milligrams I consume a day, like in milligrams of coffee, like 150 on a on a like a stressful day, 175. Holy shit. 150. Yeah. Milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. No, no, like the the coffee itself, like measure measurement. I have beans and I grind them. Bro, you can't. And how do you measure milligrams of coffee? Please enlighten me. Oh wait. <clears throat> wait. Okay. Grams. I, I think I, Christ I, Jesus. Grams. grams of coffee, bro. Okay. I'm one one fifty one fifty grams of coffee is too much. Don't worry, I will edit that out. Let's just do, 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 say do, that. Do. Say that again. Just say it again, do. so I put in the correct thing. Dude, milligrams of caffeine, one fifty, I think, because because like I measure it with spoons. One fifty grams. That's too much. That's like a half a bag. Exactly. That's what I thought. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. grams in one cup. That would be big. That no, should be no, a no. very big cup. No, no, no. Uh, uh, basically, no, no. the cup that Indians used to take bath in. You know, <laughs> that's easily five, five fifty, half a liter, seven. Actually, half a liter is uh, uh, almost a liter. Um, almost a liter. Yeah, like each yeah. cup. Yeah, it's almost a liter. You used to take yeah. a bath in, not not drinking. So. Hamad just injects coffee, apparently. <laughs> I, I just, you know, take them needles and then, like, pump them in my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some more. No, no, 150 milligrams of caffeine and 175. That's that because I measure it in spoons and I looked it up. That's I didn't measure it. Measure it, like, I take it in spoons. So I, my intake is 150, 175 milligrams of caffeine. Bro, 150 is nothing, bro. It's uh, it, uh I it, think it, it, up okay. to 400 is is normal. Like I've seen people consume way more coffee than exactly. that. Exactly, Ex exactly. Um, and your coffee consumption is not that not that high. So it's not that it's not that high. I I know, but it's it's you know that's the that's the thing. Everyone has different um to, to you know like reactions. Threshold. Yeah, threshold with caffeine. For my body, mm. that's that's like a considerate amount. I wouldn't say too much. But that's a considered amount. And when I'm cut off of that on a daily basis, that's when, you know, uh, I get, you know, headaches and moody and fatigued, whatever. Yeah, but I that's... get it. It's the same like for me with sugar. I'm like, when I cut out sugar for a few days, I really like feel it. And my mood is shit, like for a couple days at least. Couple days? Yeah, I'm like you. You don't even know. Like that's my my guilty pleasure. Just eating sweet stuff. <laughs> I see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, your body gets when used I, to that. Well, like, well I, when I eat sugar, for example, I just become hyperactive, and I feel like uh, I, you know, I can't sleep. I, 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 I can't literally sleep when i have too much sugar in my body um so yeah i don't know maybe it's that thing because I, maybe i've been conditioned to uh not like sugar you know from a from a really young age like sugar is bad sugar is this sugar is that sugar and that sugar is this all of it is poison and so on so i think that sort of conditioning also do you think conditioning has something to do with uh, how dopamine um affects your uh 
affects the way you take uh, the way you think and assess or feel pleasure uh, yeah, potentially sure. yeah yeah definitely. Sure, i think so yeah are conditioned like if you are conditioned to um associate a positive emotion with something like for example me with sugar or food like that uh, gives me like um a reward feeling you know because mm -hmm. as a child uh, you you get like candy when you do something great or stuff like that so um yeah i think it is uh, partly conditioning and of course our bodies just reacting to the stuff we mm -hmm. put in <laughs> and there was that experiment that famous experiment by that doctor who i whose name i forgot but, but he did that experiment with the dogs where he rang the bell um, oh, and yeah. then on the, the like the second time he rang the bell like he would bring out food and the dogs got used to that and then when he rang the bell he could see that they started you know salivating so so yeah um i think that does have something to do with conditioning and like yeah. even uh, yeah e even what, what i can another thing i can think of with the uh, like with, for example, personal routine. So say, for example, you know, uh, I normally, uh, you know, have lunch at around this time. When that time comes, you start getting hungry, but then you can, you know, you can condition yourself to, uh, to, to kind of not feel hungry. Like after some time, you, like you can adapt. Um, but yeah, it, it's conditioning, I think, um, you know, so I, I guess it's the dopamine that kind of triggers that response to, oh, you know, it's it's that time again. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way with eating after after Ramadan finished. I've, I, I always felt hungry at like 9, 10 p.m., even though mm. I'm supposed to be sleeping that time. A whole month of starting a, a whole time in it. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I gained a little weight after. <laughs> because oh, yeah. of because of that conditioning and also okay, yeah and also from from uh what you jacobs uh, what jacob said about you know uh, your parents uh, like you know no saying like no sugar uh, sugar is bad and i think that goes i, I well, think you've seen my, this my, on pa the... my parents didn't say that but uh, oh but yeah, i mean on. that's yeah. that's what you heard i mean uh yeah. so so um that goes I think you've seen those uh, videos of people having weird addictions, like people having addicted to to powders and to baby pampers and <laughs> to weird stuff, right? I think. Do you think that has to do with conditioning? Like, you know, at some point they were told not to eat <laughs> something like that or consume. Dude, I guess because I have this weird sort of addiction to, well, not addiction, but then it, it okay, you can well. I can live without it, but now that I think of it, I feel like I want it. So, um, to 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 these uh, scented oils, you know, um, mm. particularly uh, jasmine um, and uh, and other more like fruity uh, scents, um, flower and, and 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 fruit scents. It's just uh, I I like I like that I like them, and if and especially mint. You know, if I can get my hands on that, I'll just, you know, burn that uh, essential oil. Like, or not burn it, but uh, evaporate it. And so that the entire room smells like that, you know. I just I, I just love it. I just love that, man. Scented candles, scented oils. Just, uh, it's like a thing. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I don't know why I'm drawn to them. 
but uh, once uh, I was in a in, in a shop full of scented uh, um, scented oils and scented candles, dude, I bought a lot of them. Trust me, it, a lot, mm. and I'm talking in the hundreds. Hundreds. So, yeah, hundreds. Yeah. Like one in everything. That's what I got. I had to. I had to. So it, the the whole thing was was about ten kilos. Okay, that's not normal. That is not normal. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's not normal. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, for for saying Thank that. Thank you, Anna, for that clarification. <laughs> <laughs> That's she said that she said that so seriously like she she did some time okay, very concerned not, like Jacob. yeah yeah like that's not normal that's a lot <laughs> yeah but then you know I'm, most of them are gifted to my friends like some sometimes a friend stopped coming to my home because they were like ma bro you go to him, he's gonna give you essential oils <laughs> 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 scented candles it makes me feel insecure Aww. it feels like he's suggesting something that i have to spice up my life or some shit like that i'm like <laughs> come on right so my entire kitchen used to smell like uh like a, like a million flavors except the thing that i'm cooking oh my god have you tried putting all the oils into one uh into one cup and seeing I, I what it smells I, like I, I, I did that i did that um it smelled like childhood actually oh. um oh. yeah yeah it, it took me back to i had a specific memory when when i when i did that uh i put like it was about 30, 38 different scents i think um and uh, and then 38 different ones and then there were some which were mixed like they have their own brews right and there was like 12 of their uh th 13 of their own brews that's like essentially 50 51 uh, different types of flavors put all of that together and then I, when i took a whiff of it i was like wow this reminds me of something and it, it took me back to uh the first time i went on a uh went on a walk with my dad and um and, and then we came back home It's not the walk that I remember so much, but what happened at the end of the walk, right? Then we came back home, and then he was uh, looking at the sun um, at the at the sunrise. Um, was it sunrise or sunset? I'm confused. Both look awfully the same. So, um, so I think sunset. I think sunset. Yeah, sunset. And it, he's having tea, and he's like talking to me. Hey, what's up? What's going on? How are you feeling? And so on. I don't know. Ah just uh, it's a, it's a, and we had like many different kinds of trees around us um it was it was raining at the time and you know when it rains the the you get the smell of the earth the trees and everything together you know it sort of fuses and you get the smell of mm. rain so mm. and it was a very distinct smell and it, and it took me back to that 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 specific memory and i didn't know that existed um at the time so yeah Oh, wow. Worth it uh, buying all the of these oils then. Like <laughs> Yeah, it is worth yeah, it was worth it. Best uh seven hundred fifty euros spent. Yep. Jacob, have you still got some? Hit me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in a past life, Jacob was like a, a middle aged um, white woman. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the way he's the way he said it, white woman. White <laughs> woman. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, yeah. No, I I'm 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 glad he said middle-aged and not granny. So, uh 
Yeah. Oh. Kittens around. Yeah, my, oh, my no. sister, my sister, my sister used to, when I used to do this, my sister used to say, um, well, you sound like old people. Please don't get essential oils. Please. <laughs> and then one day I woke up, all they, they all the oils and scented candles just disappeared. I'm thinking, no. wow, that's uh, a lot of oils and scented candles. You went through the trouble of moving. So, <laughs> and I know I, where they kept it because I just simply followed this, the, the, the scent. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like Jerry following cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry following cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, now, now I've just kept them in a, in a closed, uh, warehouse kind of a thing. So yeah, it's, um. So my grandparents' place, actually. So nice, nice. So conditioning, right? Um, mm-hmm. so any, any, any other stories you guys have to share um, apart from? Uh... Um. Yes, I mean, if we are uh, if we are going to the detox part next, I can definitely uh, tell you something about that. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So how how would you how would you recondition yourself then in that in that case? Um. um yeah, so the thing is, um, I was really struggling with, um, like, studying mm-hmm. and um, keeping focused on, like, the thing that I'm doing and taking joy in that. So uh, I I looked up, I think, on Reddit. There's a subreddit called Get Motivated or something. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about this dopamine detox. And I was like, okay, yeah, well that sounds like no fun (laughs) but uh, basically what they said was like you have to um, take out all of these easy dopamine um, deliverance is that a word I don't know Um, Mm -hmm. but um, like uh, quick information intake for example being on your phone being on reddit all the time just uh, gathering new information that is a major like dopamine um, trigger so um cutting out screen time basically uh for the for beginners i think you can cut out so much phone computer gaming porn and masturbation also uh like many people these are actually coping mechanisms for a lot of people you know when they get uncomfortable they start scrolling their phone to trigger that dopamine um Mm -hmm. and uh, i started cutting a lot of these things out and um, first I felt worse, but then I, uh, I found that studying actually is also uh, nice for getting my dopamine and doing something productive um, while, <laughs> while uh, gathering that. Uh, so for me, that was quite helpful, but it is hard to maintain like a good balance because you can obviously not cut out screen time entirely in this day mm-hmm. and age and um yeah playing games and uh watching movies and stuff like that reading books or eating uh, unhealthy food that's also often part of uh socializing so you cannot stay away from that completely as well i guess um mm. and i always struggle a bit with that balance but knowing that it's good for me to take breaks is definitely quite nice <laughs> because uh mm. if i feel like shit i mostly know that it is due to me um over consuming everything again 
So yeah, when, no, you went, really cool. when you went uh, through the process the first time, were you mm -hmm. like selective or you cut out everything that makes you feel or triggers the feel good? Uh, I started by cutting out screen time like on my phone because I'm on all the major social media apps and I... Um, I get so much dopamine from there. And I, I realized as we are speaking that I'm actually um, in need of another detox <laughs> right now because I, um, I'm on my phone so much, like such a high amount of the day that I said that weirdly, but I'm not uh, native in this language, so who cares? But um, yeah, and... Um, then I realized, wow, I actually, um, it kind of makes my life worse. Um, and I was thinking about um, something. I, did you watch this documentary on Netflix uh, that was about, I think, social media and... Yeah, I, I, I heard a lot about it, but I haven't yeah. seen it. It's, social it's, Dilemma, right? Cool. Yeah, Social uh, Dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about how these apps like Instagram are designed for us to kind of get quick dopamine and get like addicted. You know, when you are mm. on Instagram, it does not um, reload the page by itself. You have to kind of pull with your finger. You have to pull down the page, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. then yeah. um, it's like uh, using a slot machine, really. And then it reloads. And then you can see if you have a new like on the page or a new message or a new post in your feed. So um, these these apps are like designed to trigger dopamine and to make us like, you know, this experiment with the rats where they had this orgasm button and... This like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> sorry, going uh, going from one thing to another, but um, this is uh, this makes sense in a minute because like it is like pressing this button, you know, you uh, you get like dopamine and you forget to do everything else, and um, yeah, to forget basically to live a life like a normal, like it was maybe intended <laughs> to be lived and going outside and stuff like that so yeah um mm. that was something uh, uh creepy to like uh find out about yourself well you know i think <laughs> that, that experiment with the, with the rats oh my god <laughs> um well poor rats poor rats um but uh, you know I, I think i think okay so i have a story about that right so First time, there's this, uh, this really dirty oh. drug. I, I, I would, if, if any of our listeners are, um, have heard of this drug and if they have done it in their lives at least a couple of times, uh, I suggest not get into it too much because it's, um, it's, it's called methadrone. People have a, uh, um, the street name for that drug is MCAT or Meow Meow. That's what they call it. And what it basically does is it, it pumps your you with so much uh, like it's basically it gives you happiness. I don't know if it um, rewrites your 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 serotonin levels. It gives you huge hits of dopamine. But my God, when the first time I uh, ingested that, um, instantly I felt ten times more creative, twenty times more more happier than I've ever been in my life. And I was like, wow. 
you know, like Marie said that there's certain that these things are uh, coping mechanisms, um, and 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 it's not the drug that you get addicted to. It is the it is the feeling, feeling. that it gives yeah. you exactly. Uh -huh, so it's the yeah. feeling, the feeling that it gives you that you get addicted to. And it's not even. And if you look at it even closer, it's not even the feeling, but the fact that you don't have to feel the way you felt before you felt that good. Hmm. You know? hmm. So it's 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 addiction. Like not like addiction is not something which which, which should be frowned upon or looked down upon, right? Because I think that addiction is is um is, is, is they are people just like you and me it's just that they yeah they, they they don't have any other way to cope with it they want to they want to drink uh lots of alcohol have un, unhealthy relationships with uh with with, uh, with alcohol with drugs or, or, or recreational drugs i mean uh you know they, yeah. they want they want to do that so much because mm. they just don't want to feel shitty anymore and, yeah, yeah. And it is if you do this a lot, like I mean, drugs like MDMA do like um, increase like the activity of uh, neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and um, yeah, other other um, neurotransmitters. I think there was a third one, but I don't remember. So endorphins, uh, maybe. Uh, endorphins is oxytocin. I think it's. Something with an N at the beginning, nor nor whatever. Nor whoa, whoa, we don't use the N word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a smart business design, you know, getting people mm. addicted to your product. And that's what uh, so social media does as well. And it's uh, more subtle than like real drugs because it's more of a pros process and a slow conditioning. It's a process addiction, yeah. 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 Wait, so you, well, are you saying we are all orgasm rats? Yes. <laughs> orgasm well, monkeys. The, the, thing, the thing is there are many types of uh, neuro neurotransmitters. Uh, there's, there's dopamine, serotonin, uh, norepinephrine. Um, then we have gamma, amino, butyric acid. Um, uh, Aceto, acetylcholine, I think, um, and then we have so many more. It's not just three. It's like I think it's yeah. Um, those were the ones that I was thinking of with M MDNA. Uh, MDMA. MDMA. <laughs> MDMA. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. right. Okay, okay. But yeah, oh. yeah, you're right. Of course. Of course, of course. Of course. Jacob is always right. Jacob. Jacob is always don't, right. Don't fucking say that, man. You just make me seem like. I, to, uh, always, that, I had to make the joke that guy like come on <clears throat> now i'm joking jacob is wrong sometimes guys sometimes i'm just gonna kick you now <laughs> yeah. jacob's wrong about okay, everything <laughs> thank you for the dopamine detox you <laughs> all right okay go on I don't remember where uh, I left off, but it's all right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, so sorry. three types of neurotransmitters. They have. Uh, you you were telling me after I just said uh, when we were talking about addiction. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to make the connection between like uh, like hard drugs and uh, like um, the conditioning by social media. Um, mm. So. That's what I was trying to do, going from orgasm rats over slot machine social media websites to uh, MD. 
<laughs> and neurotransmitters. Nice. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, this actually affects the human mind to it adversely affects the human mind to take decisions, and it's because of these decisions mm-hmm. you you make up and you you end up making poor choices, and uh, and sometimes they are even fatal. I mean, if you look at yeah. musicians, they do drugs and they shoot themselves. Kurt Cobain. Um, uh, then we have Amy Winehouse. Bloody hell! I felt really sad when she died. You know. Oh, uh, me, too. Mm. me too. She was like, and 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 you know, she actually spoke to the this other guy who, who was a jazz singer. Um, I forgot his name. Um, so I saw the, saw this interview like after Amy Winehouse died. This guy told her that, um, listen, you are sinning against your talent. Why are you doing all of this? Don't you see that there's so many people who are happy listening to your voice and you are bringing, you know, a light into them, in, into their in, into their eyes? And then you know she was in an on again, off again relationship with uh, with her boyfriend, um, and that made her take, you know, certain decisions that led her to become an addict, and she was addicted to cocaine, right? She, she wanted that rush, and then she 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 got uh, she became an alcoholic, and oh, no. and people and, and then she slowly just died. She gave up. She OD'd on coke, if I don't if I remember correctly. I think it was because like she was in a rehab before, and um, her tolerance wasn't as high. But when she uh, started doing drugs again, and I think we have to put a trigger warning before that episode here. Um, about drugs and everything. But yeah, her tolerance was not as high as it used to be, so she OD'd. That's mm. what I I remember. But that's um, like dangerous half knowledge here. That's possible. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Because, I, you know, but then I've also seen cases where there's certain... Um, uh, I don't remember if this was a real case or if it was one of the crime novels my friend told me about so it's basically uh there's a guy who who injects uh his victims with heroin before he kills them right and before he kills okay. them he waits for them to you know wake up from the heroin hit so usually uh there's a there's a certain time period uh that the that the victim takes to uh wake up and what happens here is that they they um t- uh so this guy, this one guy, he, he he escaped because he went to rehab and he was an heroin addict, right? And when he was injected with the, with, with, with the dosage of heroin, which would have, you know, um, crippled any normal human being, he wasn't, right? He woke up and he escaped and, and, and something happened. I don't know if this was a crime novel or if this was fucking... Uh... Or if this, this, this was reality but yeah sometimes being in rehab doesn't actually affect your dosage um or or is it that that he was used to a way higher dosage and that if the dosage had just been a little bit higher than than what was administered to, to the um average um uh, to, to to his victims uh, to his regular victims didn't work on him anyways and it, and his tolerance was you know, high naturally. Is, is, is that how? Could that be well, the case? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Maybe because, that's well, something. Well, potentially. Yeah, yeah because, potentially. I mean, potentially the good. more you like, take, the higher your tolerance level, right? So. Right, but then, but then does it come back? Because when we are talking about 
dopamine detox, we're used to a high level of dopamine. But does, mm-hmm. it, does the level drop down? Does it come back down? It, it, it can. It can. So, um, so basically, like, for example, um, uh, people with uh, ADHD, for example, mm-hmm. also have this uh, dopamine uh, regulation problem. So they have yeah, fewer <laughs> dopamine receptors. Um, <laughs> so, um, so the way that the level kind of needs like the way that they even it out is you need to increase your level of dopamine receptors so you basically need to create more dopamine receptors and how you do that mm-hmm. is you just kind of force yourself to do kind of the the things that normal people find enjoyment in so like exercising and socializing and all of that kind of stuff to a, to a normal degree um and that would because you're not getting as much dopamine your receptors increase and then because your receptors increase you get more of a hit right so you get more of a hit again from the uh fr- from the normal activities because you now have more receptors so that's kind of how it evens out from my understanding so basically your well, tolerance does come down but it doesn't come down it doesn't come back to normal how it was before you were used to that right i mean i guess it could but it takes some time Oh, it could be uh, come back to how it was before. Uh, yeah. To to its. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I don't know that. I thought it was. You you do sustain some amount of damage, uh, and you they they just sort of stay there. Okay. Potentially, but I'm not sure. Well, 100%. I what I do know because I uh, I don't have ADHD. I have ADD, but I think like lately people have been saying that it's the same thing on a spectrum so don't mm-hmm. be, but um it's like in our family so my brothers have adhd as well and they got like this uh, stuff called uh, ritalin i don't know the english word maybe it's a uh, similar but it is um i was told that it is basically the same thing as a uh, speed um so they could focus in school, which is uh, quite interesting because that uh, yes, when you, people take it because like students and stuff, uh, like students try to get this prescription to get the mm-hmm. Ritalin um, to like get free, free drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but when someone with ADHD takes it, it helps um, get... Uh, like to focus better it doesn't have yeah. the same effect and uh, yeah i was gonna say another interesting point when it comes to addiction is uh there's this there's this uh retired psychologist called uh dr gabor mate um i don't know if you guys have heard of him but basically he has done a lot of work on addiction and what he mentions and in fact it was uh we spoke about this a, a while ago as well um there was a ted talk by some guy i can't remember who mentioned a similar thing uh what dr gabor basically said was that the reason why people have addictions is because of a traumatic experience usually from childhood so they're turning to the addiction to kind of fill the void but if you if you find more healthier ways of filling the void 
so for example in that ted talk um that that uh that we i think discussed before they were talking about uh i think i believe it was portugal where portugal had uh what they had done was they had legalized every drug they, they just legalized all of them and then what they decided to do was set up a program for recovering addicts to get back into society so help them get a job help them you know just basically live life um and they found that their sort of like rate of addiction really dropped dr- drastically even though they had legalized all the drugs the reason why um you know that their the rate of addiction had dropped was because you know they when people were more engaged in society there was more connection there was more ways to uh kind of get that dopamine fix naturally so they didn't have to rely on on substances and uh you know unhealthy process uh like Zaki was saying right um that that these they, that when people when they made the drugs legal and they gave support i think that's what's actually that's what humans are lacking now because now we are becoming more of an individualistic society rather than a communal mm-hmm. one and mm. people, people just want to go about by themselves and they don't care about how um about other people and and they don't realize that when they stop caring about other people other people stop caring about stop you. caring about them yeah exactly yeah. so <clears throat> and um this this thing that i see in um in in people uh that when when uh for example the people like the guys who need uh okay so there's this friend i know uh we, we grew up together he was he was one of the most happiest people that i that that that, that i that i knew in my life right and he uh when he was when he was you know in his in his uh, early teens um early mid teens he was really happy and then it was like 17 or 18 he had a serotonin problem and he had crippling anxiety and it pained me to see him you know sad and uh later uh, after a couple of years he told me hey you know what i'm uh he he called me he was really cheerful i'm like wow bro you 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 sound cheerful what's going on he's like well i'm taking serotonin now like i'm visiting a psychiatrist i'm i'm on serotonin so it's good and do you mean like probably he's not taking serotonin but the like the blockers that prevent serotonin from re-entering the system so it stays longer um, um well right there like, is medication for serotonin though there is oh, medication there is medication for serotonin actually he's taking yeah. the actual thing he's taking serotonin itself oh great so, okay i never knew yeah so um so well at least that's what i understand and and then um he was at a at 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 let's say the starting dosage not not very high but but it was at the starting level um mm-hmm. and like it was not too much and then after two years uh when i when i went to visit him he he was sad again i was like bro what what, hap- what happened um the, and and this dude is introverted as hell he won't talk to anyone by himself he's not going to engage with people by himself um he will do that you know very rarely he he likes to you know be with himself his dogs and 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 books and rarely communicate with certain people he fancies right so hmm. and and then i met him after a year, year and a half uh he was um um he he was sad again i was like well what happened i don't know i think uh, I'll, i'll go to the psychiatrist like next month or something because you know his 
do, uh, his prescription doesn't end until the next month, right? And mm-hmm. then they, they upped the dosage. And one year later, same problem, upped the dosage. Another year later, same problem. They upped his dosage to the point that he can, he's taking the maximum humanly possible dosage, right, of serotonin. Um, and, and he's still sad. I'm thinking, holy shit, what is going on, right? And then I had one of, uh, uh, one of my associates at the time, I told him, yo, this, this, He's a really good friend of mine. Can you can you can you sort him out? Yeah, and and uh, he recommended a couple of people, a couple uh, um, like other psychiatrists in in, in near his uh, city. And then what they did was they gave him um, not only serotonin, but then they also gave him therapy. They put him in a group. Okay, they forced him to uh, to to mingle with them, to go around like just walks. You know, it started with going on walks, walking their dogs, you know, all of in the, in the group, all of them had dogs, right? And he has to take his dog for a walk, right? Mm-hmm. And he took his dog f- dogs for a walk with them. And then they sort of started to bond together. And then guess what? He started to need less and less serotonin. Hmm. His dopamine uh, receptors sort of increased, I guess. Yeah. And, and, cool. and I'm thinking, bloody hell. So maybe he never had a serotonin problem. He just had to mingle with people, be around people, be, you know, that sort of thing. And this this sort of and and many people don't understand that. And if you look at and if you look at social media, they they say they say the opposite. They're like you don't need anybody, you can do everything on by yourself. You are omnipotent, omniscient and you can do anything and you can be anyone and that's not true. Is it? And most of the, um, uh, the the information that people get uh, from social media is is just is is jaded. It's 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 um, at, at at the worst it's um, it's inaccurate, and at best it's uh, it's beneficial. And since the freedom yeah. and since the freedom of uh, social media extends to every um, everyone on on in in you know on earth a lot of inaccuracies are starting to surface and they are starting to yeah. engulf the all that all that is beneficial if you look at uh, if you look at videos um uh which promote hedonism and individuality they get higher views than dopamine detox videos they always get higher views than the than the than the ones that they are uh, that's most most beneficial to them. And in yeah. this day and age, we don't have a timeline based um, uh, uh, feed. So basically, your your social feed, your news feed, you have an algorithm based news feed, which makes uh, make you spend more time on the app. So that's that's wrong now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really I really don't like that algorithm because it's like yeah i i just really don't like it but i i I don't i think i don't like it for the kind of the opposite reason for this podcast which is i don't like it because like it's nothing new right it's like i'm seeing the same people but yeah i i totally get the point man 100 percent. yeah and now instagram has changed its algorithm to um for you to see accounts that you don't follow now so um now that that has another added layer of variability and that's going to affect your 
decisions, your 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 your, your thought process. Because the whole point of uh, this persuasion technology—that's what's called basically making you um, scroll endlessly, right? Um, crazy, man! Mm. It's crazy. Uh, it, 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 it's it's that all all they want to do is change one behavior make you a very tiny part in your behavior and then that sort of leads to a domino effect and you just sort of cascade to to something <laughs> uh to, to something beyond um uh rehabilitation or or retribution you know it really sometimes it does you do fall that far because all you need to do is one screw up that's it the entire yeah, system square one yeah exactly it, it, the entire system is is rigged bro it's 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 um it's designed to 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 be this way and i don't know how we're gonna stop this yeah it's hard man i think um i guess with with, with people becoming more aware of it uh you know we can start making sort of like small scale changes and those small scale changes over time will build up so you know eventually the this problem will you know you know be solved but i i think it's just going to take time and consistency you know for more people to sort of jump on this and then yeah over time people will start to realize hey this isn't good for me i need to limit it uh if not cut it out completely and uh, and then yeah take it from there but that's going to take a lot of time for uh, at least I feel. Anyway, uh, that's going to take a lot of time for that kind of transition to kind of, you know, fully complete. And I'm talking maybe 10, 20 years of, of like consistent, like, you know, slow grind. kind of movements, you know? Yeah, yeah grind. So that's, that's that's what I think. Yeah, man, we need, we need like a lot of activists. And, and you know, the, the thing that activists fail is that um, they always attribute the the work that the the activists do with who they are as human beings. You know, I don't think you should do that. Meaning, you don't put people on a pedestal, right? And the moment you do that, anything that person is going to say is not going to be appealing to you. And most of the time, I see that mm -hmm. that's another thing. Um, that that I mean, speaking about conditioning, that's 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 one more thing that uh, uh, sort of is you know wired into you to think about certain people a certain way and th i think that that needs to change man i mean the the, the whole fundamental um uh, way of how people perceive each other and the system that they're a part of needs to change and yeah so yeah i think we can uh, roll in closing thoughts it's, it's almost an hour now since we've uh, uh started to record so Okay, I, I think I can start with that. Okay, okay. So, um, I think like with the whole pandemic, everyone has been more prone to a lot more screen time. And um, I, for myself, I can speak for myself only, but I've been like ne neglecting um, going outside and doing like things uh, without my phone. <laughs> in uh in my pocket so mm -hmm. i highly recommend to, if you you're not feeling well right now um maybe try going outside every day for two weeks just like no phone no nothing taking a walk 
I swear it helps. <laughs> it helped me at least. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. I think like us talking right now about the whole dopamine detox thing. Uh, yeah, I will definitely have to reapply my rules like no phone before yeah. 3, 3 p.m. And like in the evening, I will also put it aside again. I will let you know how it went next podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've tried to do this before, but it backfired because a lot of people were trying to contact me and thought something happened to me. <laughs> and and like, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like goes back to the need of us being with the phone because we're almost like, I mean, if you go outside, you have to have a phone with you something happens if anything happens you have a phone you can well for one you can just videotape it or for, or you know call the emergency but but um we kind of need to be around our phones all the time even what it's our phones are more important even than our, our wallet because our credit cards are replaceable you can freeze everything on your phone and that's it but lose your phone which have everything on you like your photos, contacts, sensitive information, secrets, whatever. Everything is on there. So we kind of like have this, you know, built this attachment. Like we're almost like this cyborg. And, and we yeah, kind of need to... Yeah, but I also to... feel like we often have this feeling, um, this feeling that we need our phone. But it's not true. Like how did our parents do that? Like they didn't have a, a mobile phone. They, you know, they were like people could reach out at a certain time when they were at home and that's it and i think it's like it's not cool that people assume that you are like available 24 7 through your phone i don't know yeah that that's that's true i mean right nowadays like people everyone assumes that you're on 24 7 and you're supposed to answer as soon as they as you receive the message right yeah. or else you're dead <laughs> right so yeah, I, I I do agree. I do agree with that. I, I think like we should we should learn to to a little bit detach ourselves from from you know make you know use use it as a tool and not let it use us in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. And going back to what Marie said as well, I did hear that sunlight is a natural uh way to produce serotonin so um so your mood is better and then serotonin like makes melatonin so you can sleep better so yeah um so go for walks guys <laughs> uh, talk to people yeah um, i mean and, and what i would like to say is uh use your phones i mean phones have become a part of you and essentially we're all mm -hmm. cyborgs right now by the definition of it because a phone is an extension of you yeah. um, mm -hmm. and it's you who's making and you're making it used as a tool for communication definitely but you know but you know instead of being a, a tech savvy person try living a life as a as a tech laggard where you buy flip phones. I mean, I know flip phones don't exist anymore, but, um, you know, have the, you know, put your phone, you know, there are many apps which uh, help you to 
disconnect all notifications. I mean, obviously, they have some settings where you can allow the notifications, which are, you know, important for you, allow the calls that are important for you, you can mark them and sort of have a handle on your life. Um, and the thing is, it's because if you completely put off phones and if you completely put off uh, these things from your life, right? I think that you are basically at a disadvantage um, when you compare to how the world is moving because, you know, uh, as human beings, we have to move, go beyond where we are now, right? And denying yourself this kind of technology uh, is just going to put you at a disadvantage. I, to, to use it properly um, would help you would help you to see what's actually going on, to, to, to meet the right people, to be around the right people, to know yourself a little bit better. Because the moment you put your phone off and you close yourself from the entire world, you are essentially becoming more of an individual than a, a than a than a group person does that make sense so it essentially feeds back into the loop of um i don't need anybody i don't need anything and then that that breeds more um uh you know more situations where you you'll find yourself alone and lonely and that's going to lead to uh, problems like serotonin, depression, serotonin uh, deficiency. Uh, you have uh, problems with, uh, with with connecting with people. Like like my friend, the story that I told about him needing lots of serotonin. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I have to say. I mean, we're social creatures. Going for a dopamine detox doesn't mean living without your phone or not talking to people. Um, it's actually identifying the, the temptations that you want to avoid. I mean, think of the things that you feel that they control you the most and then start small, you know, like be realistic. Don't say, well, I'm not going to use my phone for a whole week. It's impossible. Like try maybe a couple of hours, of the day, um, then go for 12, then maybe a full day. Um, and if you decide to do that, don't suddenly disappear from other people's lives and those people that you connect with. Like, you have to notify them. Um, and just, you know, telling them that I'm going to do that creates a sense of accountability. Um, and you're going to feel that, okay, because I informed them, then I am going to be committed to this detox. Um, and, um... Uh, it, it also creates like some kind of space between your detox and daily life. And throughout the process or in the end, like you might want to reflect on your relationship um, with, with want and desire. Like think of the things that you really wish or desire. Maybe you can write them down. And I think in the end, um, it's gonna help us have more control like like once you get a notification on your phone you just grab it com compulsively right so it's it's going to make you maybe a calmer person you would stop think and then take the decision um of of grabbing your phone and uh, replying to that notification um and i think it gives some kind of like a sense of empowerment okay i was able to do that um, I didn't do that without thinking. So just the idea that I have control over my decisions, I think, I think it makes you feel good.
I don't know if you guys agree with me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so one more thing that I've noticed in people is that uh, when they say things like, "Oh, you know, I'm not gonna be um, I'm I'm not gonna be on uh, Facebook for so so time. I'm not I'm not gonna be on Instagram because I feel distracted uh, or I feel like there's there's so much going on in my life or I don't want to be on Discord." And I've I've heard that from from really close friends as well, and I and I, and I feel like, how is Discord the problem, or how is Facebook, no, Instagram the problem? I I completely get it because sometimes you need like real life interaction and you need like real life activity, and Discord is um is a good substitute sometimes, you know, but it is uh the the feeling of kind of being satisf satisfied i don't know with things is uh sometimes just more real and better when you when you do it like yeah outside of of screen screen time yeah i agree I like to interact with the human beings around me more than like just, you know, sitting behind my screen and regardless of how much benefit I'm getting, but f I would always opt for actual human beings in front of me. Although it's like when you're talking to these people, they are actual human beings, but there isn't this, you know, face-to-face -face interaction. Uh, what I would say is um, try to do like you know, most things in moderation, um, too much of anything will be bad for you. So um, just uh, just do that to avoid uh, becoming an, an orgasm rat. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, yeah, then if there's nothing else to add, then just end it. Just yeah. no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the end, guys. If you want to be featured on our podcast or you want to reach, just reach out to us. You can find all of that information in the description below. Thank you, and uh, see you next week. <laughs>